Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. We stand in uh, God's presence this morning. For some of you, it's that moment. You've been crying out to God for something. Uh, and Jesus says, I'm here and it's now. I'm, I'm here and it's now. Lord, we add our faith to that word for breakthrough in people's lives. In the name of Jesus, Christ alone, no other name, the cornerstone of the salvation of the world, the cornerstone of our lives. In our weakness, you manifest your strength. So for some of us in this moment where we've been crying out to God, it says, I'm here and it's now. So we receive that word into our lives in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Please be seated, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Burlington. Good morning, in Switch International Church. You're very welcome. My name is Simon Harris. I'm one of the team here, and uh, we've brought along one of your team, uh, the Reverend Bishop, Archbishop, world-renowned leader. Would you welcome Harold Afflew, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Prophet is without honor in his hometown. You got a bigger cheer than me. <laughs> I'm feeling sad now, a bit deflated. <laughs> and Sai Muppets, look at our <laughs> Great, Claire's asked us just for a few minutes. We can't do anything in a few minutes, but she's asked us um, just to reflect for a few moments about these last three weeks of uh, Daniel Fast. Daniel Fast 17. So, Harold, why don't you kick off with one thing, then I'll say something, you say something, I'll say something until we've got nothing left to say, which will be a week Thursday, probably. First, just to say, it's amazing to, to enjoy the love of God together. So, the first thing I'd like to give thanks to God for is your friendship. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Everything flows out of relationship. Is that not true? So, the fact that we relate very naturally, we're not putting it on, and our churches are growing stronger in love and in unity, I think it's the first thing I'd like to give thanks to God for. Yeah, and I'd echo all of that, and and add for me, one of the highlights of these last three weeks have been the times when we've uh, prayed together. Uh, So, Friday evening, you missed an absolute blast if you weren't there. Uh, and uh, uh, partway through in particular, uh, Burlington stood together and Ipswich International Church stood together around us. Uh, and uh, there's just a sense of God's Spirit in a particular way that I've come to understand a little wink from heaven when God says, Do you know, I'm up to something and it's right here. It was that moment on Friday night uh, up the road. Uh, and then an- another time, just a, a, um, a Maybe the first or second weekend, uh, we were gathering to pray as you were all invited Tuesday mornings uh, with the guys, uh, the, the staff team up at Ipswich International Church. And uh, we, uh, uh, Harold led us in just, just prophesying over one another. And uh, in that moment, 
some of the guys spoke into Kerry's life and into my life in ways that humanly they would not have been able to do. They were saying things that they knew nothing about and, uh, and speaking uh, directly into certain situations. And that's something of the power of the partnership, the revelation, and the relationship that God's bringing. Excellent. For me, the other thing I'd like to say is that this, this should be the norm. We are one. It's a fact. We're one in our spirits, and we're expressing that more practically. And when we have met together, the prophetic insight that we've received from, from Kerry and, and Simon in our times of fellowship and prayer have been really, really amazing. And we recorded some of them, so they were for ourselves, but also some stuff that was spoken over our church, as God revealed to Sister Kerry especially, when we met the last Tuesday, was very profound. So... Let's see what the Lord has in store for us. And what we're doing, I believe we're modeling something for generations to come and for the wider body to see that this is how it should be. And one of the things that uh, uh, I've really uh, loved, uh, we've seen it on our Facebook page at Burlington, we've seen it in the times that we've gathered uh, together, is the way people have been so encouraging of one another when they're trying to push through. When people are saying this is difficult, I'm struggling with it, I'm finding it hard, that there hasn't been, it's hardly got off your lips or you've typed it into a Facebook page and that there have been others around saying we're with you, we're praying for you, you can do this, keep going. We've been uh, a family as a family should be and uh, sometimes churches are known, aren't they, for being critical and harping on and all that stuff but I've absolutely loved the way we've seen people pushing forward, the way the family's got behind them and that's been totally superb. And finally, I'll just echo the saying that this is our fifth year we've done this, but I think I can say this year the sense of oneness has grown and we're just going to get better and grow forward together in it. And for IAC, we, we, we know this is a God thing and I actually believe next year others will join us on this journey and it will just grow from there. And let's see what the Lord will do across Ipswich and beyond. Anybody believes that, say amen. And as we're going to hear in a moment when we hear some testimonies, the final uh, thing from me is that I've loved the way people have actually shared what God's doing in their lives. We've, we've given into the lie that faith, that faith, our spiritual journey, is a private matter. The Bible never talks about it being a private matter. We're in it together and we grow when we share our lives and we make ourselves vulnerable with others. And people have been totally brilliant at doing that uh, through these last few weeks and uh, really want to encourage you to keep going. We need to find ways of expressing. We've found the Facebook page works really well for a season and then it, it drifts. We need to find different ways face-to-face, the times that we gather, the coffee after the service, to keep opening up what God's doing in our lives that we might encourage and disciple one another. And the very, very last thing that I've discovered is that I actually like spiced ginger tea. <laughs> what, what have you enjoyed these last three weeks? Spiced ginger tea actually puts hairs on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> can I say? Can I say? <laughs> The, the reason, that, so we were talking about this on the first, we had lunch together after the first Sunday morning, no, whenever it was, when Harold preached here, and I said to him about spiced ginger tea, and it puts hairs on your chest, and just a moment or two later, he's at the table going, going like this, so, 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 so we bless you, we speak life into the hairs on your chest, Pastor Harold. What's next? 
<laughs> Claire, come and save us. I'm not talking about hairs on chests. Right. <clears throat> it's offering time. It says be a joyful giver in the Bible. And so we're going to uh, sing again. And as we do, we're going to use um, the time to do our offering. Remember, there are two envelopes. Or you can just give to both churches by putting it in. So let's stand together and uh, let's have our offering. And remember, I think we still need two more people for coffee. So come see Katie at the front. We say you are the provider of all our needs. We know that so much after the last few weeks. You provide for all our needs. And we are so grateful. We thank you for all you provide for us individually and all you provide for us as a body of Christ. And Lord, we ask your blessing on this money that is given, the money that is given throughout the week. Pour your blessing on Ipswich International Church. May they be fruitful in every way. And for the same for Burlington, pour your blessing on us, Lord. We are ready, and we are excited. So we ask your blessing on this money, and on our lives, and on our families together. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to have a, a time of testimony, and there are a few people who have been prepared to, uh, to share in a number of ways. We're going to have some on the screen to watch, and some people are going to come and uh, share together. Uh, but as I've thought about over the last few uh, days about what God has done in our lives, uh, there is so much richness that we could share. I would love us over our cake and coffee at the end to be brave and ask someone, so what has God done in you over the last few days, the last few weeks? And if you're able, why don't you just share a story? It could just be, I've realized that he provides for me, or I realize that I can survive without coffee. Whatever it is, let's share together over coffee as well. Children, uh, if you are wanting to, there are a number of tables set out. If you could bring your parents with you, uh, we're going to capture something in drawing and in art as well about what God has done. Uh, so there's a table down here at the front, a table at the back, and a table right here at the beginning uh, as you came in there. Uh, and why not, as people are speaking, why don't you bring your parents and together let's make some artwork about what we're thankful for God doing in our lives. Let's watch the screen together. Hello. So this year, going into the Daniel Fast, I think I felt less, ah, what am I going to eat? And more, hello, old friend. So going into the Daniel Fast, I felt really encouraged and positive. Um, but then week two snuck up and I found that quite difficult. Uh, but what I've learned and done differently this year is that in the difficult moments, I've lent into my friends and my family here at Burlington. And that's led to some really great breakthrough. Whoop, whoop. I'm going to ask Renix to come up from, uh, it, it, here she comes, brilliant. Good morning, church. Um, this Daniel fast, at first, I found it very, very hard. But um, I felt that God was telling me personally that it wasn't only about um, abstaining from food, but abstaining from certain mindsets that I had towards God and just in general and that's why I found the booklet very helpful because the first week was talking about the nature of God and it was asking thought-provoking questions about who God is to us and I really learned a lot from that 
And I also learned about the importance of renewing your mind with the truth of God's word, that regardless of what your circumstance is saying or regardless of how you're feeling, it's important to go to God's word and see what his word says about your situation and confess that and affirm that within yourself. And I realized it's quite hard to do that, but the more you do it and the more you say it, the more your heart will start to believe it. And um, I felt that God was relating it a bit to exercise or like when you're on a diet. Because when you go on a diet, it's not enough to just abstain from eating certain foods or abstain from not eating junk food. But you need to also do um, positive things as well. So you need to exercise. And in that same way, I also need to build up myself spiritually and take on spiritual habits and read my Bible and pray and do those things intentionally. So when I, sorry, so instead of just stopping bad habits or just saying I'm not doing those things anymore, I should also do positive things as well. I hope I made sense. Thank you. Follow Daniel Frost, I gave up Netflix and books yet. And because of the time I've watched, I've spared and tried to put more time to God, I've realized that reading the Bible more has helped me in connecting my relationship with God a lot more. I've become more obedient to reading the Bible twice a day in the morning and then reading that verse again before I go to sleep and see how that has affected my day. I found this has made me really stronger in my faith and relationship with God, so I'm really thankful for the time I've done on this time of fast. And this is Izzy, and she's going to bravely tell us her testimony. At school, I have a friend called Chloe. Over the last few months, I've been talking to Abby, my other friend, a lot about church and God and stuff like that. Chloe's been listening and started asking lots of questions about being a Christian. I prayed for her during the fast. Last week, Chloe said she wanted to be a friend of Jesus, like me. Me and Jonah and Nicole gave up sugar for the three weeks. It was really hard. I learned that sometimes Jesus asks us to say no to something that everyone else is doing, even fun stuff. I think that that is okay, though, because we get to say yes to stuff they don't have, like church, soul survivor, dynamite parties, and Jesus. I think Sophie's going to come now and try and follow that, if you can. <laughs> okay, hey everyone. Nice to see ya. Um, what have I got out of the fast? Well, not very good fasting, but lots of amazing praying. Um, I don't know, I'll just be honest, probably hung in there for about a week or so on veggie curries and stuff. But I hung in all the way with lots of prayer and lots of prayer with my friends and um, the community around me. And that is the thing that really I know that, like what Renix was saying, it's, ex- it's like exercise, and I'm not very good at I, w- I did go to the gym this morning, but it's like it happens every now and again, and it's a bit sporadic, and it's a bit like that with fasting for me. So I need to up that and have the discipline for that and kind of mark that out. But the other thing is um, what I really want to take forward is just a lifestyle of prayer, a lifestyle, um, Pastor Wally said about, It's not just patterns and lifestyles of prayer, but it's also patterns and lifestyle of fasting. Jesus asks us to do it. He asks us to pray. He asks us to set ourselves aside for it and for fasting. 
Um, but we had some great times at David and Stacy's house. We wrote Psalms. I could read it to you. It was all about, was it Psalm 26 or 136 even? Um, inspired by Psalm 136. And we all started writing our own and we all started reading them to each other. And we were really impacted by what God had done so far in our lives. Um, And I think those times, just to set aside time for God and to find a rhythm, we've definitely found a rhythm, but we mustn't let it stop, must we? We must find a, a new rhythm, another rhythm to continue praying, to continue with the fasting. Okay, brilliant. Hello. For the Daniel Fast, I gave up YouTube, a video sharing site, as I was spending way too much time on it. And now that I've given it up, I feel that I have a lot more time in the day to talk to gods and generally get stuff done that I needed to do. So overall, it's been a very positive experience and I will probably continue not watching stuff on YouTube for longer periods as it generally just seems to waste my time. Morning, church. I like that. That's good. Um, So um, some of you may know that work for me has been pretty manic for the last month. Uh, Christmas Eve, it all kicked off and we went into emergency mode and working all hours and everything else. So it's been really rubbish. Um, And so doing a fast seemed like the last thing I wanted to do. Um, Giving up food and sugar and, and caffeine and everything else that we rely on is sort of a bit weird. But actually, it's been brilliant. Um, God has you know, got me through it. Um, I've had more energy. I've had um, peace. And just the calmness from God to, to get through it. And works, works, you know, we've, we've cracked on with it. We've got through it. We haven't finished yet. Um, but actually, I know, you know that I've got a sort of a, a peace that God has given me as a result of this. And just to sort of the ability to focus on him rather than what we usually rely on over this last few weeks. So, yeah, it's been good. Thank you. And we have one more in just a moment where David's going to come and sing for us in just a moment. But I've just got a few other things to share as he gets himself ready. He's going to sing his uh, testimony through song. There are, as Simon's referred to, we've had a, a Facebook page, a Facebook group uh, for the Burlington members who've been fasting. And for me, it's been a daily encouragement to keep going, uh, a daily encouragement that I'm not alone. And also, there's been so many testimonies shared in there, and a few I have to bring to you here. Um, A.D. Stevens would like me to share this. One occasion during the fast, when I felt God was speaking to me, I was on a car journey that should have taken 30 minutes, but instead took two and a half hours. I turned on some Christian music, and as the journey got longer and longer, I just tried to listen to the music and relax, using the time to worship God and to pray. During the journey, there were a few opportunities to take a different route that might have got me there sooner. But for one reason or another, I stayed on my path until I reached my destination. At some point in that journey, I felt God speaking to me and using my journey as a message to me. I love how God can speak when we least expect it. Most of my life, I've tried to walk my path for God and others as best as I could, keeping on that path. I'm very good at keep going in situations that are tough. However, what I felt God was saying was that sometimes there are other ways. There are other paths that he would like to carry me along. Looking back, I could see possibilities where there were areas in my life that I could have 
go on a different way if I had trusted God. I know going forward that God was trying to say that I need to help him, uh, need to keep my mind open to change and taking paths that perhaps I might not have taken, to keep listening to him and his promptings and be braver when he speaks. This scares me if I'm honest. I'm good at persevering, but I'm not great at taking risks. Later that day, I was preparing for the youth group, and this verse jumped out at me. In my heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps, Proverbs 16, verse 9. This spoke to me in so many ways, and I just seemed it as a confirmation that God was speaking to me. It also reminded me that even when I mess up and take the wrong path, my loving God is still there guiding me. He never leaves me. And he, if I trust him with my future, rather than always trying to plan my own paths, I will see fruit. Thank you to Aidy for those words. And one more from Pauline Long. Her husband, uh, John, has been terribly poorly in hospital over the fast, but yet she carried on fasting and praying. And her words on Thursday were this. This past few days, I've learned to spend more time listening to God and less time worrying about the things I can't change. I choose to trust him more and more. Wow. And so our final testimony for now, and David's going to lead us. I'm feeling these things in your ears. Um, well, my fast was missing lunch every day, which is quite hard, but I must say I had a very, very, very good breakfast. And <laughs> I wrote this song just before the fast, a couple of weeks before the fast, and uh, although I wrote it myself, I now wish that I had the words and the music in front of me. So um, we'll see how it goes. No matter what you're going through, what the world, the enemy is telling you, our God is real and his word is true. We are redeemed in him, restored in him. No matter how the day began, the Spirit's here and he will take your hand. Always there to help you stand. Do you believe in him? Do you trust in him? And the Lord Jesus is our king, the very reason we can always sing. No matter what has gone before, we put the past behind, see what he has in store. Amen. No matter what you're going through, what the world, the enemy is telling you, our God is real and his word is true. We are redeemed in him, restored in him. No matter how the day began, the Spirit's here and he will take your hand. Always there to help you stand. Do you believe in him? Do you trust in him? And the Lord Jesus is our King. The very reason we can always sing, no matter what has gone before, we put the past behind, see what he has in store, amen.
Thank you so much to everyone who shared. Thank you, David. That was a brilliant testimony. We're going to stand and we're going to turn uh, what we've heard and what God's done in our own lives into praise. And uh, we're going to lift our voices and say thank you. Uh, So let's stand together and let's just for a moment think of what God has done in our lives over the last three weeks. And let's just begin to whisper our praise of thanks. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for bringing me through. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done in my life. Thank you for revealing yourself as provider. Thank you for showing me the way. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I believe in the resurrection. Uh, We will rise again. David said something brilliant in the first service. Um, If I misquote you, real apologies. But uh, Jesus isn't coming back for a church that's limping. Um, What did he say? For a bride that's spotless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please be seated just for a moment. Uh, Liz is going to come and uh, just share a final testimony. I've got a a few words. Uh, Harold's going to pray over us. And we're going to be blasting our way into the week. Liz. I didn't think I was going to be able to be here today, so that's why I didn't put my name forward to bring a testimony that I, I received from the Daniel fast. Now, one passage in the Bible I do try to do this every day is to put on the full armor of God. I know that I need that to go out to face whatever the challenges of each day are. So I think it was last Wednesday, it was Ephesians 5, um, the full armor of God. And I thought, I wonder what I'm going to learn from this. And as I went through putting each part of the armor on, I came to the part at the end, just the stand. And I have to say, that's all I've been doing this last three months. I have had three people in my life, very dear to me, who I love, who have been through some very difficult times, and I've been through emotional times with them. And so I've just stood And I had a picture come to me. Um, As many of you will know, I have the joy and the pleasure of working with guide dogs for the blind. And at the moment, for three months, I've had a little black lab. She's only two, called Willow. And she's full of fun and exuberance. And when I take her out into the park and call her, she comes back to me like a rocket. But when she's facing me, I can see her and I'm prepared And I bend my knees to stand. I find that the easiest way. But what God said to me especially was, sometimes she gets around the back of me. And I can't always concentrate on where she is. Perhaps other things take over my mind. And then she will come at me from behind. And if I'm not standing firm, I could easily be bowled over. And for me, that spoke to me as the devil. Sometimes we can see him coming. And we've prepared for him. But sometimes he comes from behind. And so for me, I always have to put on the full armor of God. Amen. What we're looking for in our lives is uh, permanent change, isn't it? We don't want to stretch and pull back. Before we think about that, we need to remind ourselves that a fast or a season is a stretch and then you relax. You stretch, 
and then you relax. We move forward a bit like a caterpillar sometimes. We stretch out and then we relax. So it's absolutely right and proper and perfect and good that we let go of some of the things that have been our disciplines over the last few weeks. Do not say, I'm just going to keep on going, keep on going, keep on going, because you'll crash and burn. That's not what the Spirit of God asks of you. We stretch and we relax. Jesus went 40 days stretch in the desert, then he let go, released off into his ministry. So there are a lot of things today that we're just going to release. We're going to release spiced ginger tea. We're going to release whatever it is, and we're just going to let it go and say, that was for a season, and it was good. You with me? Okay, so none of this um, superhero spiritual stuff. I'm just going to keep on going. I'm never going to eat anything other than a green bean I can't name for the rest of my life. Get back to the good things God has given you. The spiritual life is about feasting as well as fasting. And now it's time to feast. And we've had a feast this morning already, both that I I see and here this morning. The question I want to leave with you is as you stretched and you release, what's perhaps the one or two things that you will hold on to and take into the next season? We don't let everything go. We just let most things go. And we claim the ground for one or two things. Physically, You might be thinking, I'm going to go back to my normal stuff, but I'm not going to eat such and such. I'm not going to drink such and such. I'm going to continue. And Sophie and Joel and a number of people in the testimonies talked about, uh, Ryan did as well, talked about things they'd established that they're not just going to spring back to. So physically, what is it that you're going to hold on to and hold into the next season for breakthrough? You see, what starts as a discipline needs to become a habit before it eventually becomes a lifestyle. These three weeks have been a discipline. It'll be another three weeks, and it'll still be a discipline, but six to eight weeks on, it becomes a habit, and then eventually you push through into a lifestyle. So last year, Kerry and I, uh, what we took forward was to uh, live a Daniel fast day every Monday, and we did that through to around November time, when we, again, we'd stretched and we released it. So what is God asking you physically to hold on to? What about emotionally? Now, there isn't a hard distinction between physical and emotional. They're all tied up together. So some of you will have uh, changed your physical rhythm. I'm not watching so much YouTube, not watching so much Netflix. I haven't put the radio on. Uh, I haven't put the telly on. I haven't been on the internet at home, social media, whatever it is. And it's created some emotional space for you. Are you with me? Not only is it freed up physical time, but you feel a bit more, ah, as a person. Because you've created that space. So what emotionally are you going to hold on to? So you might have given up telly, and you might be going, well, I'll go, but there's nothing wrong with telly, I don't think. Maybe 99.9% of it. But the 1% that, or half percent that's good, I'm just going to hold on to it. So I'm going to watch the news, and I'm going to watch this, and I'm going to watch that. But I'm not doing the soaps anymore, because they eat your life up. So whatever it might be emotionally, and then thirdly, spiritually, Sophie was brilliant, wasn't she? She was saying, I'm establishing this prayer rhythm and I'm going to push into it. I've had a discipline of prayer through the Daniel fast. I'm going to push on. I'm going to make it a habit so that eventually it becomes a lifestyle. So what spiritually are you going to hold on to, push through the discipline into a habit, into a lifestyle? One of the things that I'd like to really encourage all of us this morning is that daily through the fast, we've picked up God's Word, we've read it, we've prayed over it, and we've tried to absorb it into our lives which is what we at Burlington talk about as soap, scripture, observation, application, and prayer. We would like to encourage all of you, 
as you push forward into the next thing, to hold on to that discipline of daily word and daily prayer. And uh, we, as, uh, we'll share it with you because we're, we're, we're kind and we're good and we're generous people. Uh, so we have some uh, soap devotionals that our young people have, uh, have uh, organized. Uh, are they available today, Sarah? Floating about somewhere? We're, we're outside. You can get those. There is a small, a small charge for them just to make it all work. Mark's holding them up. Come on, Mark, can you come? Do a little twirl. This is my Debbie McGee. People under a certain age had no idea what that reference was about. <laughs> but if you're 45 and over, you were right there. Thanks, Mark. So you, and, and every day, it's just a little, little opportunity, very simple. You don't need the booklet to do it, just to journal very simply. This is what God's saying to me. This is what I'm going to do about it. And uh, if you're not sure where to start, uh, all your IIC guys will help you on our website, forward slash soap. We have daily readings every day on our website to read a lot, read a little. What we're saying to you is that you've stretched, hold the ground that you've gained. Make it a habit, it can become a lifestyle. So that it just becomes the bread and butter of all our lives to be in God's Word, to be praying, and taking that into the day. I thought Joel had a brilliant idea uh, at the end of the day to go back to that key verse and just go, what difference did that make in my life? So we can stretch in. What starts as a discipline, and it is, it's hard work, ends up as a habit, becomes a lifestyle. 30 seconds, as quiet as we can, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, as you let go of everything, and as you return to a more normal rhythm for you, after the stretch, what is it you're still holding on to? Physically, I'm not going to eat, I am going to exercise, I'm going to keep this sleep rhythm that's better for me. Emotionally, I'm, I'm going to keep a, a rhythm of a day that gives me that space. Spiritually, I'm going to stretch forward in that rhythm of prayer, rhythm in the word, whatever it might be. 30 seconds. What's God saying to me right now? What am I going to do about it? And as you hear God just whispering to you what it is, just stand where you are. Jesus, Jesus. For those of you who are wrestling, is that God? Is that me? Is that God? Is that me? Should I stand? Should I sit? It's time to stand. Just whatever that little, little touch of the Spirit in your life is, whatever you know, I'm just leaning in. I'm going to, this is what I'm holding on to. This is what I'm going to take through to full breakthrough in my life. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you, Jesus, that as we stand all over this room, you're at work in our lives, and you've created something in our lives over these three weeks that we're going to build on, that having done all to stand, as Liz reminded us, we're going to stand on that reality, on that truth, on that rhythm, on that insight, on that belief, on that action, on that thought, on that new character that's developing within us. Jesus' name. So let's all stand as Harold leads us as we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Do you mind if we just lift up our hands to the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And with our hands lifted, what we're saying is, Lord, I thank you for your grace. I thank you that your grace is sufficient for me. Can we say that together, please? Lord, I thank you for your grace. Again, Lord, I thank you for your grace. And then we're saying, Lord, your grace is sufficient for me. Lord, your grace is sufficient for me. For the last time, Lord, your grace is sufficient for me. If it's appropriate, why not put your hand on the person next to you and let's just pray for one another. Okay, let's just pray for one another. Pray for one another in the name of Jesus. Just pray for your brother. Pray for your sister. That the grace of God that is at work in them would increase. That there will be a greater manifestation of the grace of God at work in every area of our lives. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that your grace is at work. 
Your truth is at work. We thank you that we are knowing the truth and your truth is setting us free. So we thank you as disciples we choose to follow. We take advantage of your grace. We thank you for your strength that is at work within us in the name of Jesus. Thank you. We thank you that yokes are breaking. Chains are falling off. I thank you that veils are removed and your truth is manifesting in every area of our lives. We thank you. Your grace is at work. Your grace is at work. Your grace is at work. And we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise in the name of Jesus.